ETGS presents The Dark Cast. Welcome to the Dark Cast, episode five. Woo! Ooh. We've hit five. We've hit five. Yes. That's a milestone, right? It is. At yeah. At this point, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> What's the milestone? Is doing this two weeks in a row. That is. And hockey fans <laughs> here, like, hey. long time. has made it. Welcome. Welcome Hello. So, did everyone have a good week? Uh, <laughs> all right mine good was, job mine was shorter than yeah. normal i did yeah. have today off right yeah. but i didn't have today off right it was one yeah. of those pto but hey i got something to do yeah, you're on pto but we need you to do a million things it was it was just one but still yeah and we had to take our cat to the vet yeah mm, fun yeah waverly's walking around all gimpy and shit what's wrong with waverly i think Wednesday night, I had gone to bed. Stephen was working, and I think um, I had heard Blue and Waverly go at it. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, maybe he, like, maybe Blue had a hold of his leg or something, and he twisted and ran wrong, or well, I don't know. But they said that it, nothing's, as of yet, they said nothing seems broken. That's um, good. He probably just pulled a muscle or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what they're thinking. They put him on kitty ibuprofen. And yeah. Kitty 800 milligram ibuprofen. <laughs> it's the strong stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's I mean, the good stuff. But yeah. on the upside, I mean, he is no longer Demon Kitty. No, he's all lovable he is and stuff. The most loving little thing ever. Last night, bless his heart, I did, I had some leftover kitty Valium from a previous injury of his, <laughs> and I gave him a dose and. Dude slept, but he usually curls up next to me. Well, well, you usually sleep when you're baked, like that. right? Yeah, well, <laughs> but I could or, tell. Or eat Doritos. Yeah, I could tell that he was like really like comfortable because normally he curls up, you know. Yeah. In the kitty formation. Well, <laughs> I woke up this morning and he, his body was like all like lengthwise to mine, and I was like, okay, make sure that he's bre- you know still breathing. Yeah. I'm feeling his belly. I'm like. Yeah, no curl, just stretched Straight. out. So I'm like, and you know, my arm is up, my you know, under the pillow, and I'm like feeling for his breathing, and I'm like, where is his, what, where's his belly? And I'm like, where's his head? So, <laughs> like, in like the very little lot I have, I lifted up my pillow. That that cat was just he had his head partially on my pillow and his arms sticking straight out i was like oh baby no hockey said catnip lots of it no see catnip is totally different with our cat yeah it's more like speed yeah it's like crack like he starts just wallowing in it and going batshit crazy. Yeah, the Kitty last crack. Yeah, yeah, seriously, totally. the last thing that he needs at this point is catnip, just yeah. because it wires him out. Yeah. And then, well, he goes through that, mm-hmm. and then, 
Man, but that lasts forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to hold off on that. And they told me not to let them, like, climb bookshelves. And I'm like, that's fine. We ain't got any. Yeah. Bookshelves. <laughs> we have, you know, the, the coffee table I built. Yeah. It has bookshelves all the way around it. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the bookshelf. You know? It's yeah. not high off the ground. No. No. He can so, jump without climbing that. So, Amy, did you get around to watching Hocus Pocus 2 yet? I did. Did you love it? I, um, did you it enjoy was, it? I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, I think that it is better than the first one. Mm-hmm. But then, don't anybody take out a hit on me. It no. just is what it is. Yeah. There was a better plot. Yes. Mm-hmm. And but without the first one, you wouldn't have had that plot. Exactly. exactly. Um, they go they go really well together, yeah. and they left it open for a third. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. totally. And, and as far what I re- I read that it was either I think it was Kathy and Jimmy mm-hmm. had said something like they asked about a third, and she was like, oh, you know, I'm I'm not. I'm not going to, you know. I'm not doing anything. No, she says, I'm not going to deny anything, you know. Right. I don't think it would be a good third with the Sanders, Sanderson sisters. You no. know. I think that. I think they've moved on. Yeah. I, I think if, they maybe have Maybe a moved cameo. On. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is maybe like a, a cameo. Like you know, a flashback or something. A flashback something. to reveal something they haven't shown us yet. Yes. Yeah. Or even someone trying to resurrect them or something. But right. I, the the makeup was fantastic yes. because you had they I can't even imagine how much they spent in in makeup thirty years almost thirty years yeah and I mean there was know. only once or twice that you could tell that they yes. had really aged mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah hands yeah the hands were the main thing well that and honestly like you could see a, a bit of age on on Bet and mm-hmm. it, even Kathy. You yeah. could see it a where little bit in her face. Where she's lost weight, though. Yeah, where she's lost all that weight. Yeah. But Sarah Jessica Parker, I mean, she went from, you know, tw- early 20s to 50s. Yeah. You know, and, or. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like 54. Yeah. So she's, her age, really, I could tell a lot in hers more than I could the others. Yeah. But yeah. they they did a, a fantastic job. They did a mm-hmm. fantastic job. Um, with the slap and just em- oh, embracing yeah. the mm. the issue that Kathy and Jimmy's got with her face and yeah. well, and, I mean it happens. Yeah, when yeah. You age. and she yeah. uh, somebody had made a comment about why her mouth is the other way. Yeah, and she said that it's harder for her to do it the old way. Yeah, and it worked when you know Bed had slapped her right. and, yep. and her and her mouth went the other way. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, this is how we're doing it. You know? Yeah, we we had um, Hocus Pocus two nights in a row this week. Nice. Um, Chuck, nice. Was, Chuck was a really good sport. I, I told him he has to do it, and, and then he won't have to watch any of them again until next year. There so you go. <laughs> after, when, after his last break in the evening, that's my bedtime, so I'll go back and lay down, and I'll turn on Freeform, and lucky for me, it's been Hocus Pocus. I'm like, all right. <laughs> nice. So, right. fun times. Um, I played a new game yesterday. <laughs> you did. Okay, we. We played, <laughs> played a new a, game. I played a lot of that game. Yes, you did. <laughs> what did you play? It's a game on PlayStation called... Little Hope. Little Hope. Interesting. I think I may have heard about this game. So, it's about witchcraft and a witch trial and... 
it is amazing. It's one of these choose your own adventure Ooh. adventure type games. Kind of like Until Dawn. Yeah. And every decision you make at every moment affects the next happening. Okay. Yeah. And but is there a lot of this? No. That's that's no. me making video game moves. I, no. I can't. I, do that. No. I will say. Because she, I'm, she I'm, killed somebody. I'm not a gamer. <laughs> I am not a gamer. I don't have the coordination. For I that will shit. sit and watch somebody play video games. I've watched mm-hmm. you play video games. Mm-hmm. Same. So when it comes to, you know, yes, the, Arky, you can the you can, coordination. You can play with people. And plus, I don't know where all the buttons are. Like the the circle, the square, the triangle. Yeah, I know exactly. where the X is. I know where the X. <laughs> it's right there at the bottom. And, you know, the whole left-right toggle things. Yeah, fuck okay. me. I'm lost with this shit. I'm, I'm, well, I'm the first one dead. <laughs> Let's just say my walking is she very similar to sick. my driving on, you know, any video game driving. It's, like, all <laughs> over the place. But we got to this part, and I was try- I had to save this person. And Steven's like, press circle. And I'm like, I am. He's like, no, you're not. You're doing the square. And I'm like, oh, well, she's dead. She's dead. But you're, I was like, <laughs> your, your goal is to make it through the story with as many people still alive as possible. You start out with five people. We left out with two. Yeah, we had two people alive at the end of the game. So, <laughs> I mean, right. it's better than Until Dawn when we played it the first time and we only had one person left. What is, what is this called? It's, uh, Little, uh, Hope. Little Hope. Little Hope. And it's part of a trilogy. It's actually put yeah. out by the same people that did Until Dawn. Um there's another one, Man of Madan. Mm-hmm. Madan. Madan. Yeah, Man of Madan. And another one I can't remember the name of, but it's like uh, Afghani war type area. And this chick is a reporter, you know, that's following along with the army. Yeah. And gets into this cave system. And there's this totem there that looks like the totem from The Exorcist. Ooh. Yeah. And so... And see, she, the, these it goes batshit crazy. These so. are the types of games that I I can do that in golf. Yeah, that's all and, I play. I mean, and from like beginning first to first person end, shooting games where you actually have like a controller that's like a gun. Huh? I am hella good at those. Yeah. What is that? Uh, that um, duck, duck hunt. hunt? <laughs> <laughs> no, we used to. Jack and I had um, when the kids were little. We had one that was like a zombie. I can't yes. remember what it was called. We had gotten that for uh, Xander one year. Yeah. Uh, for Christmas. And they never played it. Um, we we killed it like every time. We just had a blast. Like nice. when the kids weren't home, we'd just shoot stuff and have drinks. My thing <laughs> was the dance party. Yeah, she liked the dance games. Of Xbox. course, she did. Yeah. All right. There's new movies out this week, guys. I know. So, like we said last week, every week we're going to give you some movies that are coming out the week of the podcast. So there's movies and there's some series. That we have in the list this week. First one I is a series. Love the first one. Okay, well this I'm is ex- a series. I know, and I'm excited for this one. And it started on October second. Yes. So which was last Sunday? Something like yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. It started last Sunday. So you guys all remember, you know, Brad Pitt mm. and um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. And a very, very young... Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst. Or Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. And what movie are we talking about? Interview with a Vampire. Interview with a Vampire. Oh, Brad Pitt. So on AMC Plus, they've started a new series, Anne Rice's Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, I'm, I'm so. pretty stoked about this. I, I hope that it... Well, one of you ladies give us the rundown on it. I got you. 
Almost a full half century after the publication of Anne Rice's interview with the vampire and almost 30 years after the controversial <laughs> new, what? 30 years. Has it been that long? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has. It really has. <laughs> oh, and almost 30 years after the controversial Neil Jordan version with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, the beloved characters, Louis Dupont, and, uh, Duloc, and Lestat de Lancourt, have returned in a sexy, smart, and stylish new weekly series on AMC and AMC+. Once again, the story is framed as an interview, this time with an older journalist, played by world-weary Eric Bogosian, Louis Jacob Anderson tells him his story with Lestat, played by Sam Reed, one that leans more into the homosexual undercurrents of the source material than the film and de- develops into a really clever look at class, race, sexuality, and power, along with some wicked vampire action, too, of course. Nice. Hell yeah. Nice. And releasing today. Today. Yeah, October seventh. Hellraiser. Hellraiser on Hulu. on Hulu. Yeah, my brother was all up on this. Yeah, one. yeah. And yesterday, Jamie texted me. He's like, "Hey, can Guess I what? Can, can I have your Hulu password?" <laughs> 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 and I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Hellraiser comes out tomorrow." So yeah, so I did nice. give him the Hulu password. Amy, all give right. us some details. How many Hellraiser movies do you think? There are a lot. The answer is 10. Jeez. Yes, the franchise that started with the 1987 release of Clive Barker's wildly influential adaptation of his novella, The Hellbound Heart, has been a sequel machine, and most of them are horrendous. However, there's a reason to hope things could turn around with this reboot. Why? Well, Hulu recently resurrected a franchise with a little movie called Prey, by turning it over to a talented genre director, and it's done something similar similar here by giving the undeniably talented David Bruckner creative control. The director of The Ritual, fantastic movie, yes. and The Night House, also fantastic movie, has quickly become one of the most interesting voices in horror, and it will be fascinating to see how he tackles the legend of Pinhead in a way that feels fresh. Yes. So... Did you see Prey? Have you watched it? I haven't watched Prey yet, Holy but shit, I love I it. love the Predator movies, so I know I will love Prey. Um, let me just tell you, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, all the, all the naysayers out there do not know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. It, is, mm-hmm. it is fantastic. Yeah, Jamie said it was awesome. It, yeah. it really is. Yeah. Um, there are parts that are going to stop your heart. There are parts that are going to going to make you go. What? I mean, it's it's really good. I watched it. Um, I watched it Sunday. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I definitely want to check it out, and I definitely want to check out Hellraiser. And has anyone seen what the I've, fresh take on Pinhead is? I have. Yes. Yes. Pinhead. It's a woman. It's a woman. Yeah. I love it. Okay, yeah. y'all are gonna like murder me. Why? You've never watched a Hellraiser movie. I have not. What? Who the hell are you? And I mean, <laughs> and that's, your, that's her Steven. brother's favorite that franchise. You? That's probably why she's never watched. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, that I can, is. Why. I can forgive you. Yeah, that's that her is, brother's favorite franchise. I can forgive you. And so, yeah, I just it never was something that interested me. And I, I'm sure now, if I sat down and watched them, I'd love them. Mm-hmm. It's just the first one is really good. The rest of them, eh, yeah. kind of, yeah. Eh. 
like any other trying too hard yeah they totally were but i mean like how many with like they were trying too hard with like twelve dollars exactly. <laughs> exactly it was like um, how much can you make this for i got about three fifty yeah the the neighbors all got together and pulled in to make a neighborhood movie yeah yeah wait, wait real quick speaking of neighborhood movie have you guys seen the stuff uh you know how everybody's decorating now for halloween have you seen the family that did Stranger the up- Things? Yes, that yes. did the upside down in their yard, in their driveway, in their house, and they have uh, what's her name? Uh, Max, Max. levitating. Yes, I have not. Seen it this. is. I'm going to have to Google it, and yes. no one can 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 I, figure out. I think how. I know how. There's no lines. No, no, there is, because in one of the clips that mm-hmm. I saw. Mm-hmm. You could see a glimmer. It, I mean, granted, it could have been a spider web floating, mm-hmm. but it looked like a glimmer of where a fishing line, or a something. fishing line. And I don't know the like, like the uh, how they did it. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is, I'm I don't know the full layout of their yard, mm-hmm. but they could easily go from the top of their house to a tree to the top of a tree. Yeah. Totally and do it, yeah. and and it would look like it's literally levitating. Yeah, very true. But regardless, but even if that's the case, they it's did amazing. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys haven't looked that up, look up uh, Stranger Things Halloween front yard and or whatever. They the I guess the creators of Stranger Things actually called them At Netflix or Netflix, Netflix called them their the biggest Stranger, Stranger Things, Things fans. fans. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty it's, cool. It's fantastic. It yeah. looks awesome. So yeah, y'all check that out. All right, Andrea. I, I found it, so I'm going to have to look at it yeah. later. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. No. This Take. next one looks like it's going to be awesome. It really does. And it started today on Netflix. Yeah, it started tonight, today, and it's The Midnight Club. If it's October, Netflix has a new Mike Flanagan title. Yes. It's become as reliable as pumpkin-flavored coffee and beer. Which I'll have to show you my shirt, the back of my shirt. Yeah, we've got um, pumpkin flavored beer out in the mini fridge outside. We do. <laughs> <laughs> um, the okay. director of The Haunting of Hill House, which was awesome. Yes. And Midnight Mass. Also amazing. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Has been such a hit generator for the streaming giant that it should name a wing of his corporate offices <laughs> after him. His latest series looks like one of his most interesting, an adaptation of the 1994 novel of the same name by Christopher Pike, which I loved Christopher Pike. Mm-hmm. Loved it. In fact, I believe I actually read this book. Um, brought to life by a cast of relative newcomers, Newcomers with horror icon Heather Langenkamp of Nightmare on Elm Street thrown in for fun. Nice. The Fresh Faces play a group of terminally ill teenagers who gather in the basement of their hospice facility to tell spooky stories. Things get weird. It looks like a young adult take on themes Flanagan has explored previously in his more adult works, including Hill House. In other words, it looks pretty phenomenal like any, uh, like another surefire hit for the Flanagan Netflix machine. I've read this. I it's have, a fantastic book. It is. Actually, I... Midnight Club. Yes. Yeah. That was actually one of my favorites. Yeah. Christopher Pike was a, is a great novelist. Yes. Absolutely. And, it, you know, because it does... It's a young adult. Yeah. And he does a lot of scary things. Nice. Nice. All right, Amy. Werewolf by Night. 
October 7th. So today on today. Disney Plus. Yeah. So Oscar, here's one for the kitties. One for the kitties. Oscar winning composer Michael, I'm going to butcher this name, Giacchino. Took sure. Sounds good. chair for the that first works. time for this promising special from the MCU and Disney Plus. But don't expect any familiar faces from the Avengers or the Guardians of the Galaxy in this one. No, Giacchino's project appears to owe more to the legendary Universal Monster movies than anything in the modern blockbuster era. The great Gail Garcia Bernal stars as the titular werewolf who first appeared in a Marvel comic 50 years ago. This creature of the night is actually a monster hunter, and he gathers with Elsa Bloodstone, played by Laura Donnelly, and other monster hunters for a legendary competition. Werewolf by Night has been in the production pipeline for years. There were plans for a feature film back in 2001. So it will be interesting to see how it lands in the MCU's first standalone special. When Giacchino reportedly approached like an episode of the Twilight Zone. Totally sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. Totally sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. I know what I'm watching when I go home. Maybe, yeah. if I'm not exhausted. <laughs> hey, there was a new show that started last night. It premiered last night on Sci-Fi, uh, along with uh, season two of Chucky. Chucky, season two. First episode, really, really good. <laughs> really good. I'm but, not a fan no, she doesn't uh, like Child's Play. I don't like Child's Play. I'm just not I mean, a fan. I, see. I, I don't know. I mean, I it, it was a little too much cheese for me. It's a whole lot of cheese. It's a whole lot of cheese. But I'll still sit and watch it if yeah. it's I mean, on. you really like Chuds, so there you go. Yes. That is hey. <laughs> hey, now. Hey. But, but the new series that started, it's called Reginald. Says the person who's never seen any of the Hellraiser movies. Right, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm just owning up to never never seeing Hellraiser. <laughs> I've seen Chud. <laughs> okay, well, horrible. listen. Anyway. <laughs> Reginald the Vampire. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. New series on sci-fi. Uh, it's going to be coming on every Wednesday night. It and Chucky both. But it's about this guy, kind of a, a hefty it's, Asian guy. It's Spider-Man's, it's best, Spider-Man's friend. best friend. Yeah, in, okay. in the, the Tom Holland Spider-Man yeah. movies. It's his best friend. Well, he gets turned into a vampire, and he's like, you know, thinking everything's going to be great and all this, you know, and the guy that turns him is telling him, you know, what, you're going downfall, you're going to be stuck like this. For the, for the rest, rest of your life. Like, yeah, forever. And he's like, what? You know, he's <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm going to live forever, and I'm always going to be fat. <laughs> oh, and, no. you know, I mean, it has some, I mean, it actually has a couple of moments where you're like, oh, man, you feel bad for him. But you can tell the stuff that's happening outside of his scenes. Mm-hmm. This show has so much potential. So much potential. I made it through three minutes and then fell asleep. Uh, yeah, because so. we went and laid down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me That's three minutes. doesn't sit on the couch if he's going to watch a movie. He yeah. sits at the table. Yeah. yeah. And does he know Daryl the Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> he may. He may know Daryl. My name uh, is Daryl. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, guys, that's what you can check out this week that's on exciting. streaming services. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and don't forget to check out the games that we mentioned, uh, Little Hope, uh, Man of Madon. Um, if you haven't played Until Dawn, play that game. It's amazing. 
After um, okay, and I'm just gonna say this: after we got done playing Little Hope, which it took us what five hours, <laughs> five hours. <laughs> we sat for five hours and played this game. Which is that's about the same length yeah. of Until Dawn. Yeah, but we sat there, you know, played it through, and got to the very end. And it it's really cool because I can't remember if Until Until Dawn's the same way, but they have like. Um, a host. Yeah, there was a host. I can't, it was, okay. Yeah. But anyway, he ends the game, the game show, whatever. Um, and we got done. I was like, that was a great movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, when you're, wa- you're when you're watching it, it looks like a freaking movie. Yeah, because there's not, cool. you know, time for loading screens and all yeah. this. It's just, it's, it's just a straight playthrough. And it, it goes from scene to scene. I'll have to check Like a movie. Yeah. It is phenomenal phenomenal and if you have playstation plus uh extra i think it's the one i have you can download it for free so true yep. i'll have to check it out yeah it's so much fun all right well that's off that happy news off that happy news so you know we've discussed serial killers a lot on the old podcast. Really? Did we? Just a little bit. Just a little a lot, bit. A lot, like, a lot. We devoted, Maybe a lot, lot, we devoted lot. an entire month. We devoted February. <laughs> we did. To serial killers. Because <laughs> um, you know, that, that sounds perfect. That's so, so, so Valentine. So Valentine. So, see, Hockey Man says it was not enough. Well, He's Hockey, you will be super stoked about tonight's. Yes. We're revisiting serial killers. We're revisiting a serial killer that was actually brought to me to talk about this guy by my supervisor. And she's like, you have to do some research and do a podcast on this gentleman. Yeah. Um, And you know, know, prior prior to this, I don't believe I've ever heard of him. I mean, I remember hearing of him when it happened. I, I, yeah, same. Don't. Yeah, I do because it was when we got together and it was all over the news. Yeah. But um, it's. I've slept since then. You yeah. didn't pay as much attention to that stuff then. Yeah. No, I've, I've slept since then. <laughs> That's totally what it is. <laughs> no, I've totally slept, slept since, since then. then. <laughs> but um, it's fair. You know, fair assessment. Killers, you know, all, all the serial killers. That, that we've discussed, they're all creepy and scary in their own way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Um, but what what is one key factor that a serial killer could possess, could possess that makes him even scarier? He looks like everybody else. Yeah, that's a good one. Anything else? It's just your... Normal run yeah, of the mill, yeah. like Amy said, average Joe. I mean, friendly. Yeah, you know, yeah. absolutely nothing. That's charismatic. Most yeah. of them are very charismatic. Yeah, and and smart. Very, very smart. A smart mm-hmm. serial killer. Yeah. You know, a lot of our serial killers, you know, they had issues. They, oh, yeah. they had had mommy daddy problems. They had this. They had that, and it warped their head in a way. Um, he had a little he, bit of that. He had a little, but not, not like not to the, the others. Not to the extent of a no, lot of the others. No, 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 no. But he was extremely smart. Very, like, creepy smart. Um, mm-hmm. He was so smart, 
we still don't know how many people he killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how fucked up's that? Uh, very. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the serial killers, we've got a, a range of people that we know they killed. You know, yeah. from from two to, well, uh, the one guy, uh, what was his name? Uh, Little, Samuel Little. Like 70? Yeah. His was like 70. Yeah. You know, there, there's always we, there's, there's a always number. a range. There's like, a number. It could be this to this, but this particular person, it's three to eleven, to 11 but maybe possibly more. more. Possibly more. Possibly the most of anyone who's ever killed. Yeah. And in his manner, I would not put it past him no. that he. No was capable and did murder hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had the opportunity. He, he totally did. He totally yeah. had the opportunity. So uh, I'm just going to open it up to the chat. Um, do we know who it is? Hockey, do you have an idea? Because I saw all of our other people, they have already dropped out. So Aww, that's okay. That's fine. Hockey, do you have an idea who would? Oh, yeah. I told you. Yeah. Aww. Yes. Okay. Nope, you don't care. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so for all you guys listening at home right now, you know, at a later date after this is posted, the person we're talking about this week is Israel Keys. Um, Israel Keys came to light in 2012. No one had ever heard of him before. And to this date, he is one of the most prolific serial killers in the history of serial killing because no one knows exactly how many people he killed. Yep. Um, you can look him up, like look him up on YouTube. Type in Israel we, Keys. We on, actually on watched a two-part documentary that actually was very good. Very good. Very, yeah. very detailed, and. It, it was shocking. Yeah. But there's hours of his oh, interrogation hours. footage on YouTube. Yeah. Like five parts that wow. are hour, hour and a half, two hours long. Yeah. And from different different times, because in some he has long hair, some he has short hair. Yeah. But there's hours of footage on YouTube from the camera in the interrogation room. Nice. Um, this guy... He, he was, to everyone around him, a likable, nice guy. Hard worker. Hard worker. Mm -hmm. um, he actually did some work for, for a guy and built a deck and some stairs and some, uh, I think he did some remodeling on the house. And the guy said, yeah. I thought he was in the top 2% of the most... Uh, Normal, human, caring people in the world. He goes, I'd have put him in the top 2%. He's like, if, Until if, I found this out. He's like, if, if he needed a loan for money, I'd, I'd have given it to him. If he needed to borrow my house while we were out of town, sure, go for it. Wow. He's like, he was trustworthy. He was friendly. He said he would come and do the work. He said he was never late. He said the man would not take a lunch break, but bust <laughs> his ass and work all day long. Hmm. And never ask for anything, never bother anybody. Wow. And like they showed you know, on the documentary, they were standing out in his yard with the deck there 
And it's good work. Oh yeah. I mean, the dude. I mean, built, I would have. I would have hired him. Yeah, the dude <laughs> built his. He built a cabin in the woods when he was sixteen years old. Yes. And the cabin's still standing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's a little bit into Israel Keys. Uh, we're gonna break it down a whole lot more. So, Andrea, why don't you get us started? All right. So Israel Keys was an American serial killer who typically traveled to different locations and selected victims of opportunity rather than having preferred victim type. To finance his actions, he robbed banks and burglarized homes. He was arrested in March of 2012. While in custody, Keys said he'd killed less than a dozen people, though only three of his victims were definitely identified. He, um, his December 2012 suicide left law enforcement with more questions and answers about his crimes. So Keyes was born in Cove, Utah on uh, January 7th of 1978. He's a second of 10 children born to Heidi and John Jeffrey Keyes, a couple who didn't believe in government interference, public schools, or modern medicine. Keyes was a toddler when his family left Utah for Col- Colville, Washington, and they lived in an isolated existence in the woods where Keyes grew up without heat or electricity. So while in Washington, Keyes' parents left the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and became fundamentalist Christians and joined a white supremacist church. Lovely. In yeah. the late 1990s, the family relocated to Maupin, Oregon. They next moved across the country, settling close to an Amish community in Maine. Growing up, Keyes broke into neighbors' homes to steal guns. He loved hunting, would pursue anything with a heartbeat, and torture animals. Behavior that has been linked to psych- uh, psychopathy. Psychopathy? Psych- yeah. While in custody, Keyes himself said, I've known since I was 14 that... There were things that that I thought were normal and that were okay that nobody else seemed to think were normal and okay. After a teenage Keys told his family he no longer shared their faith, his father cut ties, though he remained close to his mother. Yeah, so parents, super religious, Keys, or uh, Israel, not at all. Um, he became a, a self-proclaimed atheist. Uh, he actually had a uh, branding of an upside-down cross on his body, um, and a, a pentagram, pentagram. Uh, branding on him. Um, he hated everything, especially about Christianity. Um, so he, when you're done, let me throw you some fun facts about the pentagram and oh, the upside down cross. Okay. Well, I know all about the pentagram. Yeah. And, and how it was, you know, it was a good thing. And made into bad. Everything, you know, in the last, you know, 50 years have turned it super bad. Oh yeah. You know, especially, you know, the, the, the big, uh, Satan rage in the eighties, you know, satanic panic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, for those who don't know, the pentagram um, actually started out as a Christian religious symbol. Mm -hmm. It signified the five wounds that Christ received while on the cross. Mm -hmm. Um, And a pentacle is actually a good luck charm. So um, the pentagram is just the star. The pentacle is the star with a circle. Mm -hmm. Um, Used by many, 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 many religions as a good thing. And then satanic panic. They inverted the pentagram and um, 
to make it look more like goat's the goat's head, head. and yeah. uh, for Baphomet and and just bastardized it. But what's really funny is in um, in a lot of witchcraft, the upside down, the inverted pentagram or pentacle um, is significant of the goddess when she's in a low time trying to find herself. It's the goddess traveling through the underworld. Mm. Um, it's not a bad thing. Right. We all go through that. It's just about keeping going and getting out. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, if you go to the inverted cross, and this one cracks me up every time I see somebody use an inverted cross for something bad. Right. It's a St. Peter's cross. Because when Peter was crucified, he felt that he was not worthy of the death that Christ received. So he asked to be crucified upside down. Wow. So, wow. I mean, it's all been bastardized. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. All, oh, yeah. it all started out as, you know, good things. Right. As most anyway, things do. That's yeah. my that's my uh my my lesson for the day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You've all been Thank educated. You, Professor yeah. Amy. <laughs> you you may now carry more knowledge through <laughs> All right. So but he was he felt like his parents pushed all this religion on him and all this. And he wanted nothing to do with it. They probably did. They and, sound a little nutty themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they, you know. I mean, going from living in what I would assume a generally normal life in Utah to living a very, you know, okay, but isolated. How, how is that any different than the Alaska, Alaskan bush people? Maybe because they were all raised in the the wilderness. Not maybe? all of them. No. Okay. I mean, it's it's literally a mindset. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, but his mind didn't set to it. Well, no. That's the problem. That's but the no, problem. that the problem was is that it wasn't necessarily the location of which he was raised. I don't mm-hmm. think it was. He was not. Uh, he didn't like how his parents were raising right. him, so it was more or less his mind against his parents yeah. and then his yeah. his parents moving on to a white supremacy and i mean church. i'm sure you know, that didn't that's, help that's, any it's a whole lot of fucked up too and then from there to amish land yeah yeah like yeah all right let's let's see if how many more religion yeah. <laughs> religious sex we can get into yeah. here <laughs> we can't afford electricity yeah. but but we're going to teach you how to make butter <laughs> medicine time, is bad yeah. time for barn raising yeah time we're for gonna, barn raising we're gonna had, make molasses you've had a fever for six days we're gonna throw these leeches on your chest and hope it works good luck and that's that's really not to say anything about against the amish they no have, no, they, no 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 they no. do things the way they do for a reason i mean and they're still going strong exactly yeah, so. i yeah. mean you gotta hand it to them. They're they're doing a lot of things without the electricity that we couldn't do without electricity. Because yeah, we're like they're thriving. Yes, mm. yes, it's crazy, and they have great butter. <laughs> they, they really do have great <laughs> butter. And, butter. Cheese. <laughs> and cheese. There is a little market down there in Claxton. JB's Corner Market. Yes. And they sell the Amish butter, and it is the best butter. Okay, well, maybe you can butter up some some weapons to store in a uh, kill bag. Just keep going. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Personal life. His personal life. In 2000, Keyes became involved with a woman who lived on the Macaw Reservation in Washington. Their daughter was born around 2001. In 2007, Keyes moved to Alaska to live with a nurse practitioner he'd been dating. 
So I guess that marriage didn't last long. Yeah. Um, in July of 1998, he was in the military. He joined the army. He did well as a soldier. He spent time in Egypt um, at Forehead, Fort Hood in Texas and Fort Lewis in Washington. After his honorable discharge in 2001, he lived on the Macaw Reservation with the mother of his daughter. He received a DUI while he was in the Army, but otherwise had no trouble with the law. So he was pretty much a straight arrow like, until then, yeah. other than, you know, killing critters. And I think right. I would be interested to see if any of the military service members that he was in the service with. Well, I mean, apparently that, he was straight up then. You know, he they. I mean, they like, talked to people. Yeah, but I'm like. There's he was, no bad records of this guy. None. Except records that just just because there's no bad records okay, but doesn't, if it's, mean, doesn't mean he didn't creep the shit out of his bunkmate. Right, and that's yeah, what I'm saying. But, is he's over in Egypt and you know wherever could you know? Hey, let's see what we can shoot out here. His name's Israel. <laughs> they welcome and him with open arms. I actually, <laughs> I'm gonna find his. I gotta find his siblings' names too. Okay. It's, yeah, hockey man said, "I wonder if he got his carpenter skills from the Amish, Ooh. which is very, very possible. I mean, he that's where have. he grew yeah. up. You know, I mean, he built a, you know, he left when he was fourteen, and he built a cabin in the woods by himself at sixteen. That I'm, look online, there's pictures yeah. of it. He did a phenomenal job. You, you know, know, it's still okay. standing. So they list um, four of them, maybe." Three, uh, yeah, four of his siblings. Mm -hmm. Autumn Rose, Sunshine, Charity, and Hosanna. His parents were hippies. Yeah. <laughs> they were yeah. straight up hippies. Well, he was, he was, which child was he? I think he's he the, was, uh, he number was, two of ten. Yeah. yeah. So they were like late blooming hippies. Mm -hmm. They want, they were wannabe hippies. Oh, yeah. The hippie movement was over. But yeah. still. Yeah, he's he's the second of two. Was it really? Was it really though? I mean, you remember Cherish Roberts? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, straight up hippie. I, I remember her parents. Yes, her dad. He probably had the best weed I've ever smoked in my entire <laughs> life. No shit. He grew it himself. He did. <laughs> he got it from Kenny's dad. Uh, Kenny Roberts' dad. Yeah, did he? Yeah. So is that how they hooked up? Probably. Probably. Well, I mean, okay, nobody knows school. these people that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. let's go back on to the That's methods okay. of murder. I, hold on. I got to tell you, the, the first time I ever went over there, uh -huh. we were going to a party and his dad lifted the couch cushion and then lifted the false bottom of the couch cushion. And it was full of bricks yeah. of weed. Yeah. Yeah. If there's any like cops listening, they're going to be tracking every robber. <laughs> I mean, they're, all, they're all dead now. Yeah. So. Okay. Every one of them. Even Kenny. Yeah. All right, so now we move from him being, you know, raised by Christians and then getting burnt out, not liking that lifestyle. He moves out, disowned by his dad, still stayed in contact with his mom um, to join in the military. He did, what, three years in the military and got an honorable discharge. Got an honorable just discharge. And he got a, an award, like a medal for something. I can't yeah. remember what it was, but he got a medal for right. something. So, you know, still upstanding guy. I mean, yeah, he killed some animals growing up. Okay. We all went hunting. 
I've killed animals. I didn't Did you kill purposely them. kill a cat, though? I did not. Okay. I did okay. not. She was about to divorce your ass. I, yeah, I was. No, I did not. <laughs> she was going to be like, it's over. Done. I'm not going to lie. Some people that I hung out with, I have watched them, you know, tie a... a Sheep fuckers. Yeah. Tie, yeah. tie a string to the cat's tail and throw it over a clothesline, you know, with a brick on the other side and watch the cat go into fits. I walked off. I mean, I, but I saw it happen. And you know? how are those people today? I don't know. Well, one of them, know. one of them is known for fucking a sheep <laughs> and, and a dog. So what is that? Well, there you go. <laughs> and Stephen knows At exactly least, who yeah. I'm talking yeah. about. I mean, he's and 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 has about 14 kids. Right. So, yeah, I guess yeah. he like directioned his feelings elsewhere. Yeah. All right, but okay, back to Israel. Um, <laughs> All right, so, as a serial killer, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll go back to murder because yes. mur- murder is gonna not make us giggle all night. Uh, right. um, as a serial killer, Keys targeted victims who happened to cross his path rather than sticking to a specific profile. He would often wait to accost people in places like parks, cemeteries, or campgrounds. Not as much to choose from in a manner of speaking. He confessed to law enforcement about his method methods, but there's also no witness. Really, there's no one else around. So he was like an opportunist. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, let, like the key thing there, no specific profile. Yeah. You know, you all these serial killers, they had, you know, Everybody they wanted had a profile. They yeah. Had dark a hair. Dark women. hair, female, medium build, you know, or, or what have you. He didn't care. He just wanted to kill. That was it. Just to kill. When he got yeah. a little antsy in his pantsies, he's like, hmm, now's my time. Yeah. Yeah, he also traveled to kill. Mm-hmm. In 2011, he flew to Chicago before driving to Vermont, where he murdered Bill and Lorraine Courier. Keys reportedly broke into the Courier's home on the night of June 8, 2011, instigating what he dubbed a blitz attack on the pair, cutting their phone line before entering their home while wearing a headlamp and tying them up before driving them to an abandoned farmhouse. He shot Bill Courier in the basement with a 22 caliber 10.22 Ruger Charger and sexually assaulted and strangled Lorraine Courier. Their bodies were never found. It is clear from the facts of the case that, though confronted with death, Bill and Lorraine showed extraordinary bravery and extreme dedication and love for one another, Chittenden County State's Attorney T.J. Donovan said of the slain couple. They fought to the end. Keys would later admit that two years prior to the courier's death, he had hidden a murder kit, which contained a handgun, silencers, ligatures, ammunition, and garbage bags near their home, later using the same kit to kill them. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he would he would go out and he would scope, you know? I mean, it wasn't like just, I mean, yeah, he did the random kills, but a lot but of it, them he would, he would, you know... He would know who he was going to, and he would prepare for it. Everything was premeditated. Yeah, you know, he, everything. He had kill kids everywhere, all everywhere. over the United States and Canada and Mexico yes. and Belize. Yes. Yeah. So he had a history of trips that covered a lot of ground in the United States, meaning he had many opportunities to seek out victims. Foreign journeys, such as visits to Canada, Mexico, and Belize, may have played another part in Key's killing spree. While on the road, 
Keys would pay in cash and take the battery out of his cell phone to lessen his chances of being tracked. His serial killing incorporated detailed planning. He crisscrossed the country to hide caches of murder equipment that consisted of guns, ammunition, chemicals for the destructions of bodies, and when he wanted to kill, he would dig up a cache. Um, in Maureen Callahan's 2019 book about Keys, titled American Predator, she noted that he'd been fitted with a gastric band and had visited a plastic surgery clinic in Mexico. She speculated that Keys might have been trying to become a better killer. A lap band would mean he wouldn't get hungry as often, and he might have changed his fingerprints or removed body hair to lessen the chances of leaving evidence behind. Ooh, wow. interesting. Wow. He had previously revealed that he admired fellow killer Ted Bundy, telling investigators he saw himself in the notorious murderer. However, he labeled fellow serial killer Dennis Rader, also known as BTK, a wimp for professing remorse for his killings. Yeah. Yeah. I think BTK only professed remorse because, you know. He's trying to get He's, he's trying to get, he's up, trying trying to get, get a little lesser. leniency. Yeah. Yeah. Because in interviews with him, I don't, I don't think he feels that yeah. way at all. Yeah. He's, the guy's he a dead machine. In the eyes. He's like, He looked yeah. dead in the eyes. Yeah. I, I have, I have seen sharks with more emotion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's touch on, on what we just went over here. Keys so, is crazy. Well, yeah. Okay. Other than that. But the thing is, is he? No. Is he crazy? No. I, I don't honestly, think he is. I think he was too smart for his own good, and he had way too much time on his hands. <laughs> oh, he definitely <laughs> had some whacked up shit going on in his head. But the fact that, and but this is what is interesting. He tried everything in his power to... Stay under the radar. Yes. Mm-hmm. But what happened when he flew? He went flew under his his real, his name. real name. Yeah. So there is, tr- like, there is tracking of from, you know, Anchorage to Chicago to New York to Maine, uh, Maine to, to I mean Mobile, Alabama, like, Texas, Arizona. They were able to pull every single flight of his which that right there showing and not to mention that renting a car and and traveling thousands thousands of miles miles. he could have literally covered the entire country yeah yeah and killed in every single state if he wanted to because but the but what is baffling to me is that he trying to stay under the radar that he still flew under his real name. Yeah. Now, I know that things are a little bit, you know, tighter with the flights. You have to, mm-hmm. have, you know, they go through rigorous, you know, check, right. checks. Yeah, and I stuff. mean, and this is post 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, post 9-11. So. But the fact that he still flew under his real name, mm-hmm. it's like, at what point did he think this isn't going to raise any red flags. Okay, but it didn't. And I know yeah. it didn't yeah. until afterwards. They're like, when he when he when he said, got caught, well, and when he got called, he started telling them there was more people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, he they didn't have him linked to anyone. And, and yeah. that, you know, the FBI said we never looked at him as a suspect. Never once would we have said, "Hey, Israel Keys is our guy." Never. You know, do you Until think he confessed? Do you think subconsciously 
that even though he wanted to stay under the radar, and he did, mm-hmm. that he knew that as, as long as he didn't get caught, nobody would be tracking his current, you know, nobody's tracking his current state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the end, do you think subconsciously he was like, okay, if they really wanted to know where I've been, they could look here. So if they want to find a vicinity of where some bodies are, they can look at my flights. Yeah. Like subconsciously. Because but, but I don't think he, I, I think he was smart enough not to kill in the areas he flew into. Yeah. Well, no, that's why he would take, get rental, rental cars, cars and drive and far away. For and pay cash yeah. for everything. There's no paper trail. There's, there's no, the only way they caught him is because of a, um, a, a camera at a bank caught mm-hmm. a, caught his uh, rental car. And when he using had, that when, Yeah, when Sam. he had used the, the debit card. Yeah. And, and that's literally the only thing, the his only fuck up that got him caught. Yeah. You know, it's when we were watching that documentary, the, um, I guess it was a former ADA was talking about the policeman that had pulled him over. And he was like, that officer didn't know how close to death he was mm-hmm. had Israel remembered his gun. Yeah. He forgot his gun at his uh, hotel. Yeah. And he said he had, he had his gun. He would have been dead. He didn't realize how close to death he yeah. did. And he would still be on the loose. Absolutely. And yeah. still killing. Yeah. Which will bring that around at the end. But, um, what? Should we take a break for our dark product of the week at we this can point? Do, we can do that. Let's let's take a take a. a Andrea a step really back. wants to try this dark. Yeah. Product. I do. So, if you guys were listening to the old episodes, you know we we uh, on the, all the episodes except for last week's, we have done a dark product of the week. So, we've done dark chocolate. Uh, um, espresso beans. Mm-hmm. We've so done good. the the dark, oh my dark gosh. chocolate with almond, uh, almond and honey. Yeah, almond and honey. Yeah, and then we did a dark that was chocolate, really good. a dark chocolate nitro nitro coffee coffee. And this week, Andrea she <laughs> saw this and she's like, "Hey, you know what? You know the the candy bars we did and the stuff that we've done previously. You know they run four or five dollars." Oh, yeah. Four or five dollars. And you know they're going to be good regardless. Because yeah. yeah. it's like lint. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Or Bucky's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, Andrea went now to I'm the Dollar Tree. Nuggets, damn it. Andrea went to the Dollar Tree and she found a dark chocolate bar at the Dollar Tree made by Landmark Confections. And we are going to see how good We're this Dollar see, Tree chocolate bar is. Because this is a big damn bar. Okay? It is. This is and a, a, a 3.5 ounce bar. Come on. So for a buck. For a Actually, dollar. Actually, $1.25. Oh, that's yeah. right. It's the $1.25 tree now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the $1.25 tree. So I wonder if they're going to change their signs. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Because no. you know they started actually selling things that are like $3 and $5 too. Did they really? But you know what? It actually makes the Dollar Tree that much more exciting to go into. I'm going to take your word for it. It, it really, <laughs> honestly, I took him because I was like, oh, you got to check it out now. I haven't been in a Dollar Tree in a while. See, I and go. I get these little crafts that I get to paint. I know. That 
That is so cute. And then this one. Okay, so I just broke this bar up in like, you know, 47 pieces. I know. And See. so everybody, I'm going to grab a piece. Y'all grab a piece. And they'll be here for us to munch on the duration of the podcast. Andrea, get your piece. cute. Get your piece. I can't reach it. Her arm is not long enough. Go, go, gadget arms. All right, so are we ready? Yep. All right, let's go. Flavor's not bad. Flavor's not bad. It's not bitter, though. And I like bitter in my dark chocolate. It's a little more milk than dark. It is. Yeah. But it's not it's bad. Like, it's like if dark chocolate and milk chocolate had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, for a dollar twenty-five, and you need a chocolate fix, it's not bad at all. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's sweeter than like the Hershey Special Dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I'm okay with that. Of See, course I like chocolate. So. I guess I'm gonna be the awkward one. I'm not a fan. So cute. Because, like I said, I like a bitter dark chocolate. Let it melt in your mouth instead of chewing it. <laughs> it's, it's not an m M&M, okay? That's your nightly ASMR. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm not mm. a fan of the texture. Mm. No, it's, it's not as melty as it should be. It's waxy. Well, I'm sure they it's put like... Two, they put like a gallon of paraffin to... Um, I'm pretty sure there's like a 20% wax content in this anyway. <laughs> I mean, Actually, it's not bad. It's not bad. The ingredients are sugar, chocolate liqueur, cocoa butter, milk fat, soy lechon, and flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say and flavor? <laughs> flavor. <laughs> Literally. Mm. That's that missing ingredient they're not missing is flavor. It's a product of Poland. Hmm. Polish chocolate. But how they're, many, but they're in Virginia. How many Polish chocolate bars does it take to taste like a dark chocolate bar? Three. Okay. Because a lot more than just that one. Are you being sarcastic? I am. Man? Yeah. I, I think he is. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little. Hold on a second. I got another one for him. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Let's go for it. All right. Let's do it. I mean, it's it's not bad enough that I won't no. eat more. Wait, here we no, go. I mean, I'll here still eat it, but it's... That even annoys me. <laughs> and I'm doing it. I can't keep it up. Hey, hockey. That wasn't her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Oh. Okay. All right. So that's our dark product of the week. The Dollar Tree chocolate bar. <laughs> Making me moist. And that that chocolate bar did not make me moist. I'm sorry. It, it's 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 chocolate. You need another piece then. It's it's chocolate. You know it's okay for a dollar twenty five. For a dollar twenty five, but I you know I like you are chocolate. a chocolate snob. I am. When it comes to dark chocolate, I want it to taste like dark chocolate. You know what? When I want dark chocolate, I just want it to taste like chocolate. <laughs> That's it. If it's remotely close to dark chocolate, I'm like okay, it's good. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> so good. And now we go back to Israel Keys. Okay. <laughs> so, 
Hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, okay, yeah, we got to give our, we got real quick, just finish up the review on that. Me personally, I would not buy it again if I wanted dark chocolate. If I wanted chocolate, sure. If I wanted Same. dark chocolate, I would not buy that. Same. I, I'm, I'm kind of a chocolate snob myself. I mean, <laughs> y'all, y'all are killing me. It's chocolate. It tasted fine. Okay, but okay, yes, but I know. You, I know it's a personal preference. I know, but but you got to look at between the flavor and the texture. It's it's a no for me because the texture I mean, is not not melty. You got it it's not melty and smooth. And we're reviewing a dark chocolate bar. So be brutally that, honest. That it doesn't taste like, like dark chocolate. chocolate. It is. It's like I already said. Yeah. It has a. It's mm. more milk chocolate than dark chocolate. It still tasted good though. Okay. It's chocolate. Of course, it tastes good. <laughs> you know. But I'm saying <laughs> as a dark chocolate okay, bar. Okay, okay. It actually doesn't say that it has cocoa chocolate. In it it oh. has no. cocoa butter. In yeah. It. Cocoa butter. It has. That's that sugar. Film. Yeah. Chocolate. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Chocolate liqueur. Yeah, it's chocolate cocoa liqueur. butter, milk fat, soy lethicin, and flavor. So yeah, that's flavor. what I'm saying. I think it was it's the flavor. Chocolate. I just flavored. I just got cancer from that one bite. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be hacking on Mike when he's not here to defend himself. Oh, poor Mike. <laughs> I sorry. Him and we those, love you, Mike. We miss you. Him and those pygmies down in New Guinea. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh my god. Okay. Pick up where we left off. I got this. Okay. All right. So before killing Samantha Koenig, Keys acquired her cell phone, ATM card, and pen. And after taking the time to go on a cruise, Keys staged a ransom demand with Koenig's dead body. And this is so disturbing. Her mm-hmm. family, hoping Koenig was still alive, deposited money into her account. Then he went, uh, he used her ATM card to withdraw funds in Alaska, then continued these transactions while traveling in New Mexico, Arizona, and Texas. He disguised his appearance, but a security camera recorded an image of his rental car in Arizona. Texas law enforcement was notified, and in March of 2012, he, they stopped Keys. A search of his car revealed, among other incriminating items, was her license. Shortly before being captured, he spent time with his mother and some of his siblings. His father had died years earlier in Texas. And during this visit, a sister tried to get him to reconsider his atheism. A pastor present at the time said, has said that Keyes answered, You don't know the depths of darkness that I've gone to. You don't know what I've done. Keyes was arrested and eventually brought back to Alaska, confronted with the evidence tying him to Koenig's disappearance. He confessed to the crime. The killing was at odds with his usual careful planning, but he told law enforcement that he'd been feeling out of control and noted, back when I was smart, I would let them come to me. Anchorage homicide detective Monique Dahl said of Keyes, he didn't kidnap and kill people because he was crazy. He didn't kidnap and kill people because he, his deity told him to or because he had a bad childhood. Israel Keys did this because he got an immense amount of enjoyment out of it, much like an addict gets an immense amount of enjoyment out of drugs. In a way, he was an addict, and he was addicted to the feeling that he got when he was doing this. When asked by investigators why he committed crimes, he simply replied, Why not? While in custody, Keyes expressed his desire to prevent his daughter from suffering due to his actions. He says, I want my kid to have a chance to grow up. You know, she's in a safe place now. She's not going to see any of this. 
I want her to have a chance to grow up and not have all this hanging over her head. Then why do it? Okay. Because he didn't think he'd get caught. He just didn't deny that urge when it came to Samantha Koenig. He, instead of waiting until their paths crossed again, he just mm. went ahead and took her. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about Samantha Koenig. And that poor girl. And 18 years old. 18 years old. She worked at a, at a little, it looked like a little shed in a, a parking lot. Drive up coffee shop. A little drive up coffee shop. Uh, the video surveillance shows her walking over to the window and her jumping back with her hands up like someone had pulled a gun on her. Yep. Um, you then see a man in a mask come through the window and grab her. And then from the exterior cameras, you see them walking across the parking lot knowing that she had been abducted. He, after he goes and he rapes her and he beats her, uh, he sends out a ransom letter to her family demanding $30,000 be deposited in her account because he had her debit card. Um, and to make it look legit... And th this is the part I want everybody to think about. To make it look legit, Samantha's dead, okay? Mm -hmm. He took fishing line and sewed her eyes open. And put makeup on her. And put makeup on her and had it appear with a newspaper with that day's date on it. Which was actually four days after, After she had died. Yes. Her hand clutching the newspaper with that day's date on it, showing that she was still alive, in quotations. Yet she is dead with her eyes sewn open. And her family gets this text, gets this picture. You know, her dad does everything he can to get the money. He gets they the money. They raised money. They raised this, money. You know, the area. And deposited this $30,000 in her account while poor Samantha is, has been gone for days. And here's another horrifying part about Samantha's death. Where she was stored was merely 25 feet from the house in which his girlfriend and his daughter were living. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unlike, you know, Gacy, who kept bodies under his floor and all that, you know, he kept this, this girl's dead body, you know. A house across the street. Yeah. Not even. It was a shed. Okay. Was well, still across, the, you know, across the street free from him. And, you know, his daughter, who he cares so much about, and you know he does. He did. Oh, yeah. He I mean, loved he... his daughter with everything in him. He he did not want his, that, that's the thing that got him about getting caught. 
Oh, yeah. Was that his daughter would find out. Yeah. And he did not want that. Um, he actually told arresting like the officers during the interrogation at one point that I will tell you where multiple bodies are. If you can promise me my daughter will never find out about this. That she will never have me linked to this. If you will keep my name out of it. You know, serial killers, a lot of them. They want know, the notoriety. They want that 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 notoriety. They want, you know, the, uh, the son of Sam. You know, son of Sam. It, you know, we all think that was a group of people. Yeah. You know, working together to raise this name of this son of Sam. Yep. BTK, he left notes. Yeah. Zodiac left notes. Everybody wanted some kind of, of or a um, like a tag. Yeah. Some some type of tag. Yeah. You know, yeah. saying I did this. I did right. this. I did this. Yeah. Uh, 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 Ramirez. You know, he would you know do the pentagrams on the wall and and what have you. But he did this for approximately eleven years, and never. Ever had an, no one, anyone had an inkling that he was doing anything. Well, there was nothing to connect any of the victims. There nothing. was no, there was no type. Yeah. There and was no, um, oh, well, they're all, you know, blonde and blue eyed. Right. And one, uh, another thing was the people that he got were never reported as being murdered or missing. No, they just missing. they just showed up as missing persons, but yeah. there was right. they never had remains, so they never could say this was a murder. Yeah. Uh, that's why he would you know stake out the campgrounds and the woods on hiking trails and stuff like that. That's why I don't hike. Yeah, <laughs> the sole reason I don't sole, hike. Yeah, it's not the exercise. No, it's the sole reason I'm going to yeah. get you know. You'll be murdered by yeah. the ghost of Israel Keys. Yeah. Or mauled yeah. by a bear. Or I mean, that, just that too. Yeah, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. There's snakes and bugs out there. Yeah. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> okay, but. Yeah. So, you know, he was a fucked up guy. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, and like during these murders, um, like during the interrogation, uh, I don't know if it even mentions, I can't remember if it, I even put this in the notes. Um, hold on. I don't want to jump ahead if I did. Give me one second. Uh, bear with me, guys. No. No, I don't see anything about it. Okay. So, like, during the, the murders, uh, Israel, he, the only time... During the interrogation, sorry, I apologize. During the interrogation, the only time he showed weakness during the interrogation was when he was describing the sexual assaults after they had died uh, to not just the women, Mm-mm. but to the men. Uh, that was the only time during all the confessing, confessing, and, and everything that he ever showed weakness or displeasure in what he did in what he had done was when he talked about the necrophilia and the fact that he wasn't just doing it to, to women. the women he did it to the men too wow 
Um, so I, and I think when he was talking about, you know, there are things that I've done that I don't want my daughter to, to know about it's reprehensible, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Not the killings. Well, I think, I no, I think it's the killings, but um, that is the, that's one of the main things that, that he did not want to get out. Yeah. That he was a necrophiliac, a necrophiliac yeah. and he was doing it to men as well. It wasn't yeah. just the women, not just the women. Yeah. I mean, like during, uh, the interrogations, he was talking about, you know, he didn't want his name out there. He didn't want, you know, people to know the notoriety. That, yeah. Like he was, he was living Like I get, he was just living his happy little life. Killing when he needed killing to. Killing just to get the urge out. And there, he, then he'd move along, do his own thing. I mean, right. he, he was living his best life. Right. But, you know, he told him, he's like, you know, with all of these TV shows, he goes, and these people with all the stupid true crime stories. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I know one day. They're going to want to try to to do a story about me, and I don't want that to happen. Well, too late. Tough yeah. shit. Yeah. He's Your like, daughter I don't want is going to gonna grow up and Google. Well, she's, she was, what, she's, seven? And that was wait, 10? No. No, she was born in 2001. So oh, she's so 20, 21 years old so now. So she knows, she, you know, she everything. knows everything yeah. now. Yeah. And. Unless her, her mom. Did never, never did, you know. She was old enough, though. That's true. Yeah, she, she was, was old enough. She knew her dad. Her dad 12 was. years old yeah. or it's 11 like years she old. she was kept yeah. from him. Yeah. I mean, so she knew her dad. Yeah. She knew yeah. her dad's name. Maybe they. Was living with him. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure her mom tried to keep a computer and cell phones out of the household for as long as I mean, possible. He, but he literally raped and killed Samantha Koenig and then went inside, showered, cleaned up, and woke and, his kid up to yeah. go to go to, on a cruise. Uh, on a yeah. cruise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's out there. You, you, I mean, people talk, have got to talk about this wherever Absolutely. she's at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, she may have changed her name. Oh, but it's I guarantee not, it's she not did. Something, I mean, maybe. Yeah. This I is mean, that's like, like, like Dahmer's brother. Yeah. You know? He changed his name, yeah. changed his whole identity. So people did not, do not know that he was Jeffrey Dahmer's brother. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Can't blame him. No, no, not at all. And I mean, I can't imagine being Israel Key's daughter and, Especially nowadays, true crime, serial killers. People send you hate mail. Well, it's so, it's so popular threats. now. Yeah. And they'd be wanting her autograph. Yeah. Do you have any of your daddy's belongings? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll buy them from you. It yeah. would literally be Zach Baggins. a nightmare for her. Yeah. Unless she likes that kind of thing. I don't know. But she, she is in her 20s. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I just couldn't imagine. Keeping the name and living that life with always thinking somebody, if they find out who I am, if they find out who my dad is. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. All right. Next part All right, goes let's into talk about victims. Yeah, some of the victims and let's get through this. Okay. So according to Keys, his first planned attack took place in Oregon in 1997 or 98. He abducted a teenage girl, then raped her. And his intent was to murder her, but she convinced him to let her leave. I wasn't violent enough, Keyes told investigators of the crime. I made up my mind I was never going to let that happen again. Keyes spoke of killing less than a dozen, and while in jail, he used his own blood to draw 12 skulls, which may represent 11 victims and Keyes himself, or he may not have been done yet. 
Um, in 2020, an FBI agent told 48 Hours, we believe that 11 is the total number of victims, yet only three of Keyes' victims have been definitively identified. I, I actually kind of wondered, A, he was using his own blood. Did he bleed out before he could finish? <laughs> or B, was he only allotted 12 sheets of paper? I mean, yeah, we don't know those answers. <laughs> yeah, we don't know those answers. No idea. I Good mean, question, <laughs> but I would say he was probably doing it over time. Hmm. Uh, I don't know that they would that they all he drew all the skulls at once, but it, it's a good it's a good question. I'd like. No, to he know. he did it with the from from cutting himself that night. Yeah, he was so, bleeding okay. out while he was drawing those. While he was so I mean, the skulls. maybe he just bled out before he could finish. That's right. entirely possible. So one known victim is Koenig, an Anchorage barista who was abducted by Keys on February 1st of 2012. Um, he raped and killed her within hours, then weeks later dismembered her body and dropped the pieces into a lake north of Anchorage. Her remains were recovered in April of 2012. He also confessed to murdering the couriers in Essex, Vermont in 2011. The couple was selected at random as they fit his criteria of having no children, no dog, and a house with an attached garage. See, he did have criteria. Right. <laughs> yeah, but a criteria, but not a profile. No, but there was yeah. criteria. But his criteria is just so that there was nobody else to wake up and sound an alarm. Because he... Uh, right. Because his main thing was he did not kill children, and he did not kill elderly people. He's, that except, was, except... Back in the early to mid nineties, I believe it was early nineties. He didn't start until ninety seven. No, there was one girl that went missing mm -hmm. in like ninety six, I believe. I can't remember exact years, but it was it was before all this happened. Mm -hmm. She went missing. She was a Special Olympic. Uh, winner mm -hmm. like she was in the special olympics um she went missing and a year later her body was found well hmm. they found her prosthetic feet yeah they found her prosthetic feet yeah oh yeah that's right here so 96. so that was like pre all of this other stuff right. yeah and they just tied it to him right so he broke into the courier's house, subdued him, and transported the pair to an abandoned farmhouse where he killed Bill and then raped Lorraine before murdering her. Um, he claimed he took at least five other lives but never named those victims. Per his account, he killed four people in Washington State, a couple sometime between 2001 and 2005, and two separate victims in 2005 and 2006. He also stated in, that in 2009, he murdered someone on the East Coast, then left the body in New York State. Um, the FBI is relatively confident, quote unquote, that this victim was Deborah Feldman, a New Jersey resident who went missing in April of 2009. Speculation about other possible Keys victims has included a girl named Julie Harris, who disappeared in Colville in... 1996 her prosthetic feet were found a month after she vanished and her she was only 12 by the way yeah mm. her remains came to light in 1997 um keys was in the area when harris went missing but denied any involvement and he um 
was also posited as responsible for other unsolved crimes, such as the murders of 56-year-old Mary Cooper and her 27-year-old daughter, Susanna Stodden, who were shot while hiking in Washington State in 2006. And he also said he'd next intended to leave Alaska and travel through storm-ravaged regions to find new victims while working as a contractor. He dreamt of later building a house where he could imprison his victims. Oh, God. God. It is a good thing they got him when they did. Because that could have been horrible. I mean, it was horrible as it was, but that that could have been. Okay. Well, I got a question to throw out to you guys. So, okay. So it says Keys was in the area when Harris went missing, but denied any involvement. He was so free about telling what he did. If he actually did that, do you think he would deny it? Yes, because she was a child. She was a child, for one. And also... um, I think he would have denied it just on the basis knowing that his daughter would find out one day. Right. Well, this was pre-daughter. This was pre pre children, right, but, but this was when they caught when him. they caught him. His daughter. That's when they, they're. I'm, they, I thought you were talking about the Julie Harris still. I am, but they they didn't try to get him for that until 2012. Well, yeah, okay, but what I'm saying what I'm saying is that this was in '97 when that happened. When it happened, and you know. But that's what I'm saying. He, I don't think he would have confessed to that one. I think he would have. Yeah, it yeah. happened in '97. He was in that area. Yeah. Or in 96, he was in that area, but... I, I think he would have denied... Yeah, I they, think he would have denied it. Yeah. him about it, I think he would have denied it... Just based on his daughter. Based on the fact that he... And it was a child. And, yeah. and this was a child. Right. Okay. Because, and... Maybe he just... That was early on, and maybe they, you know, he was just like, I don't want people knowing how long I've been yeah. at this. Yeah. That's possible, too. Because, so, uh, okay, because we're saying, assuming that he's only going for From 2000, at decade. first they're saying 2001 to 2012. Right. So 11 years. 11 years. But. But if they take it all the way back to 96, you know. He's a lifer. He's a, a, a lifelong, yeah. you know, yeah. serial killer. I mean, this this could be like a whole, I mean, this could open up a whole nother ball game if they really take it back to 1996. They won't, though, because the FBI thinks that it's, it's done, it's over, it's solved. They've attributed everything that they could because he drew 12 skulls and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But if they, I mean... If somebody really wanted to do the math and, and look and see where people started disappearing... But then, then you got to think, okay, how how would you track somebody in 1996? Exactly. Right. Because he was born in 78. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So in 96, he's 18 years old. Yeah. He's a kid. Yeah. But he's yeah. been pretty much on his own since he was 14. Yeah. Right. So who's to say that being on your own since you're 14, building your own cabin at the age of 16, 16. you know, that and having those whole feelings of wanting to kill live, you know. The live animals for funsies. What makes you think that he wouldn't already start at that point? And at 18, 12 wouldn't be a huge gap. No. 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 Still horrible. Oh, yeah. But not not like not a horrible, like not one of those. Oh, my gosh. You know, he's 50 years old. Oh, my God. My dad killed a 12 year old. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So let's get while in custody. Twisted. Okay. 
Wait, where was I? Death. Death. Oh, okay. So while in custody, Key shared some details about his crimes with the investigators. Though he seemed to take pleasure in limiting the flow of information, he also expressed his desire for a quick execution date, saying he dreaded languishing behind bars for years, and he didn't want his mother or his daughter to suffer because of his crimes. Keyes offered details about the courier killings as a bargaining chip with law enforcement. And he wanted a cigar. Um, Keyes committed suicide in his Anchorage jail cell on the night of December 1st, 2012. Despite warnings not to provide Keyes with a razor blade, he had been given one. He slit his wrist and also strangled himself with a sheet while lying in bed. His body was not discovered until the morning of December 2nd. His mother, four sisters, and three brothers-in-law were the sole attendees at Keyes' funeral on December 8th. On December 2nd, while he was being held in jail at the Anchorage Correctional... Okay, that, that's repeating itself okay. for some reason. So under his body was a rambling letter that was later called a creepy ode to murder, which offered no clues as to the identities of the unnamed victims, but rather described them as pretty captive butterflies. Another snippet read, Your face framed in dark curls like a portrait. The sun shone through highlights of red. What color, I wonder... And how straight will it turn plastered back with the sweat of your blood? On December 10th, 2012, Keyes' mother, Heidi, and four of his sisters attend small funeral service. The pastor, Jake Gardner, opened the service by saying, He is not in a better place. He is in a place of eternal torment. While I agree with that assessment, it's never a pastor's, a pastor's place to... Uh to place that judgment because if you go back to your Bible and all that, only, only God gets to judge us. I don't, and I don't, there's a part of, he could have asked for forgiveness. He could have, but you know, just doubt it. Looking the fact that not one time, not once did he show an ounce of remorse, if yeah. anything. Except for when he talked about, you know. That's the only, you know, the, but it wasn't about the murder. Like, no, it was, it was about putting shielding his, his daughter. That and, and putting his shit in some dude's butt. Right. Yeah, some dead but dude's not, butt. That's the only time. But I, not once did he have an ounce of remorse about murdering anybody, yeah. raping anybody. What a great guy. I mean, he, he laughed, 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 and cut up during these videos. And I'm telling you, you guys go on YouTube, type in Israel Keys, and you will see these these segments. And some of them are as long as two and a half hours long. And you see him there in the interrogation room and talking with these uh, DAs and and police officers and attorneys, and he's just laughing and cutting up and drinking his coffee. You know, like it's another day hanging Just out with his buddies. Mm. You know, he wanted he wanted a quick death sentence. That was one you know, of the very first things he said. He wanted to be executed oh, soon because he was a traveler. You know, he was always on the go. Yeah. You know, he did not stay in one spot long, you know, other than home. But he would, you know, he always came back home. But he was always traveling. He go. was always busy. You know, he was he did construction and and did all this stuff, and he could not bear the thought of being Stuck in that in one spot in that cell. So let me pose a question. Let me let me get the feelings behind this. So knowing what type of what the heck was that? 
Oh, I hate to sound <laughs> Okay. Steven trying to knock shit off the I know, right? So knowing what kind of serial killer Israel Keys was, how meticulous he was, how smart he was, how amazing he was at evading being caught... And that, and 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 him specifically, actually saying, we're not looking for murders here. We're looking for missing people. Yeah. He said that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's open up the lines of the National Registry of Missing Persons. Yeah, yeah. How many? Hundreds and thousands and millions of people are listed on the missing persons registry. God, now so many. how many of those are victims of serial are vi- killers? Are victims of serial killers? Maybe not just him. Oh, but, guaranteed not just him. But how many of them are out there currently who just haven't gotten caught? Yeah. Okay, you got to think of it like this. Okay, he was, you know, he idolized. Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> called BTK a wimp because right. he showed remorse. Right. But, okay, he idolized Ted Bundy. hmm So, you know, Bundy got away with it for years. He got away with it for years. But Bundy was on radar. Oh, yeah. You know. He, Bundy, had, he had run-ins. Yeah. Israel didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, him idolizing Bundy... Him going under the radar, still being able to get these kills on his belt. What fucked up individual out there right now, right now, as we're sitting here having this podcast talking about this, what fucked up individuals out there right now doing the same thing and seeing how long he can get away with it? Oh, absolutely. Um, The FBI estimates that there are between 25 and 50 active serial killers in the United States at any given time. And many of them, obviously, have never been caught since they're active. Um, the Denver prostitute killer. Mm-hmm. Um, unknown serial killer liable for killing at least 17 women and girls in Denver between 75 and 95. And until 2008, each of these crimes was deemed to have been perpetrated by different people. They still don't know who that was. Right. Um Still unknown identity. They had a few leads. But see, that but see, that's that's going on murders. Right. I'm talking about the just, missing just people. Just missing people. Oh yeah. Yeah. That have literally not been found. Yeah. See, there there could be a couple of explanations. Number one, they just wanted to go. They they wanted to leave mm-hmm. for some crazy. Even if they were the you know greatest person in the world they had never had a problem maybe they just needed to get away yeah number two aliens <laughs> sasquatch <laughs> daryl <laughs> fucking daryl maybe number yeah. three that would be a daryl issue right yeah but, wildlife yeah wildlife but then number four all right serial and killers. five and five you know, walking through the woods, wherever, and just Caves. died and just, just died, you know, and then wildlife. Okay. You know? But, but, mm. but generally speaking, even when wildlife 
attack. And these people that are being reported missing, they're saying most people who go hiking file a flight plan. They they say just like hey Bob, I'm just so you know I'm going uh, hiking. I'm going to go up to you know this certain trail. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So smart people anyway. So they know. Okay. So so what's what's going to happen then is they're going to bring in the massive search you know parties going to scope out this entire you know place as far as they can go. They're going to find a bone. They're going to find something. Mm-hmm. Unlike Gil, what was his last name? Gilbert. Or, um, uh, Gilbert. Gilbert. Uh, crap. Gilbert something. So. This guy shows up at um, the staircase in Washington State, you know, the, a, the big hiking area. Yeah. He shows up, pulls up in a convertible. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, shorts, and flip-flops. Pulls up. Uh, one of the park rangers, he's blaring music, probably in his late 40s. Yeah. Uh, music's Ranger, blaring. Ranger goes, can you mind turning turn, your radio down? Turn your radio down. He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. And he turns his radio down. He's got his nice little camera. He's just going to go out, take some, take take, some pictures. Take, take some pictures. But he's wearing flip-flops, shorts, and a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Very, very, like, obvious. Um, never seen again. And where was our boy Israel at that point? Running in a marathon. Three miles away, or three, three hours, hours away. Three hours away. Mm. So, what are the chances of him running, you know, leaving his marathon? You know, he signed in on the marathon, came in 90th. Then, on his way back through, stops at the staircase, see who's out there, see if there is a possible victim, and And sees this guy in flip-flops. Not in running attire. Not in hiking attire. He's yeah. in flip-flops in the woods, but I, taking nature photos in flip-flops in the woods. And what they they also said was, uh, they had mentioned that, um, I just drew a blank. Um, the lakes? No. I just lost my train of thought. That happens when you get old. I know. <laughs> oh, crap. What was it? I don't know. But- so this guy goes missing, no remains, no anything has ever been found on this guy. Oh. How does a guy in a Hawaiian shirt, flip-flops, and shorts go missing from, you know, a hiking trail? Oh, I know what it was, that Israel always worked on Monday through Friday. He was very yeah. consistent Monday he, through Friday. So he, his only days off were Saturday Saturdays and, Sunday. and Sundays. Gilbert... Was, was went missing on a Saturday. Yeah. 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 He was seen on a Saturday there. Um, and during one of his uh, uh, talks with the DA and everybody uh, on those videos I was telling you about, he was, they were talking about uh, the lakes. He's like, well, have you ever heard of uh, Lake? Crescent, and Crescent Lake. Crescent Lake. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, they're like, how deep is that? And he's like, between five and 700 feet deep in the deepest part. And and they got a uh, an expert for the area, and they were like, "So, what would happen if you put a body in there?" He goes, 
the water, the water never forgives a body. Yeah. He's like, you'll it's never too, find it. It's too deep for people to dive. And he's like, they'll never be found. He said, there's been, there's probably hundreds he's, of he bodies. He said, there's probably hundreds of bodies in that water. Wow. That nobody will ever find. Yeah. Because they can't dredge that deep, Mm-mm. you know? So Six, seven hundred feet. That is. That's a lot. That's that a makes, lot. Me, makes me want to see if somebody will, will get a DSRV out there, the little mini sub. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. would be the only way. Yeah. You know. They've done it in Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. That's true. And mm-hmm. I think that would be one of those next steps. Like, just even if it's not. But it, you also have to look at it is nine miles long. And it was like 5,000 square uh, acres yeah, or 5,000 square acres. Of lake. Of lake. Eh, smaller than Norris. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Take a weekend. Yeah, and it's only been, you know, 30 years. You know, well, no, it was in, that was in 2012. No, that 11. was. 11 went, is, I think, when yeah. he disappeared. I think. I may be wrong. Anyway, yeah, but but, just imagine how many bodies there are. In that oh, lake. my gosh. Yeah. Dude, imagine how many freaking bodies are just right down the road in that water. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it it is actually very creepy. If you really think about it, you're driving by down there by the lake and you're like, oh, that water is so pretty. It's so nice. I mean, it's, it's happened. It's I happened know. close to my house. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and those guys killed that that lady at the hotel. Mm-hmm. But it's when you actually just flip your brain there for a second, and you're like, "Oh God, I wonder how many." Because how many cars have they recently found in? Right, but see, places like that, like here, it's not that deep. No, so yeah. they can get that shit. Yeah, you know, Israel was smart enough to know exactly how deep it was because it's actually 650 feet deep at its deepest spot, and he said between five and seven hundred. Wow. And it's actually 650 feet He did his research. He did. Yeah. So, you know, he, he actually said that he dumped one out there. He didn't say who it was, but yeah. he said he dumped a victim out there. And there was another lake not too far, like an hour away. That he, But it was only like 350 feet, which I'm like, why not go check that place out? I mean, I'm it's, sure it's, it's long still, gone. That's but, still 350 feet. I mean, scuba diving, that's that's a lot of pressure. Well, yeah. It's not that much. That's a lot of fucking pressure. 350 feet down. That is a, I mean, you're, most scuba divers go, go, you know, 60 to 90 feet down. That's true. It's and, been a hot minute since yeah, I've been Yeah, it's 60 to 90 feet. 350 feet, that's a long way down. I mean, I just think it, the requires, technology. it requires specialized equipment, specialized yeah. diving equipment to do, but it, it's doable. Right. I would imagine with technology today that... They would have a way, and and I'm I mean, thinking that they're people, people got fish finders that can tell you exactly what's true. In the that's water. true. <laughs> that's yeah. true. But uh, you would think that there would be something like an underwater, you know, like those mini subs or you know whatever, like they cameras they right. sent down to look at the Titanic, that type of thing. Yeah. And that people would want to see that's what's also that. ocean water and it's a lot clearer than well you know. i know but they make freaking lights they do and lasers <laughs> freaking laser just a shark with a freaking laser on his head that's all i want it's all I want. <laughs> a big fish give me yeah. a big fish to carry a camera yes yeah. but pop see, one I on mean, the side of one of them uh, them but, uh, Ner- norse nerf sharks and we'll yeah. be fine but you were t- you were talking about you know the fish finders and stuff like that there's blood pumping 
those fish founders, that's how they're picking that up. A dead well, body don't put no, off no suit. It's, it's no. sonar. It's if sonar you, technology. I will show you a YouTube channel mm-hmm. of my favorite diver. I know. You've shown me before. Yes. They're not looking for live people or live fish. They look for cars, mm-hmm. and they found cars. They look for... But not in that deep of water. That was what I'm saying. Well, but nobody has anybody tried it. We don't know. Here's here's my thing. Sonar sonar detection has been around for Ever. since World War One. Yeah. So why can they not somebody tweak what they've got? Okay. And, and go out there and play with it. Use what if, your mama okay. gave you. Okay, but okay. <laughs> think of this. Think of this. Who has the most resources? Government. Who's been in charge of this investigation? The government. Government. And have they been able to do that yet? Have they wanted to do that yet? Of course. You know they wanted to. No, some people have. I don't think they have. I I, think, I honestly. I I, I, I beg to differ. I think some people have. I think that there are some people in the government who are like, yes, the truth needs to be known. But Mm -hmm. I think that the majority of the government is like, Eh, no, he's already because dead. Because people will panic. We need to close this case and move on. It's just like it's just like um, that other one. What's his nuts? The the the. I know. DB Cooper. Yes. No. They, yeah, they're they closed like, that case. Right. And it's done. never been but solved. They closed that case because everybody's treating him like a superhero. Yeah, but they, they <laughs> this never, is different. They never. They never proved anything. Right. And and they're like, oh, well, he's got to be dead by now anyway, so we're just going to yeah, close Yeah, we're the just going to wipe our hands. Right. And because they don't want to say, oh, God, we trained this fucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, but, they trained this. Yeah. Yeah, they trained this fucker, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think that um, our government... Um, is is in the habit of denying a lot of things. Right, but what? I'm, I'm thinking. Okay, you, wait, wait. Are you serious? Listen, 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 Linda. <laughs> I'm thinking when it comes to serial killers, that's a different thing. When it comes to aliens, fuck yeah, they're going to deny it. Yeah, they're going to hide everything. Yeah, they've started talking about they, those now. They though. have. So they're going to start talking about aliens, but they're not going to talk about the serial killer that everyone knows no, about. No, you know why? Tell me why. Panic. They no, the no, panic's no. over. He's dead. Okay, they're but, trying to find the victims now. That has nothing to do with panic. But you got to remember, this is a government that flows on money. How yes. much? How much expenditure would it be to try and do this? They're not going to waste that time. They're going to work on hunting down the ones that are still alive. Working. Right. The, the ones that are still killing people today. Right. But what about? Getting answers for these families. They don't care. The government doesn't care. Exactly. They don't care. So. They're like, okay, he's dead. Let's focus on this guy that's killing people in, you know, Missouri. Exactly. They're not, they're, they're not thinking of victims' families. They're not thinking, they're like, okay, well, they're missing. Mm -hmm. They're missing. Sorry. Sorry, guys. We, what, what, what. What they thrive on is that grabbing the live guy and going, yay, we got him. Look at how mm-hmm. cool we are. Have, they, like on Super Troopers when they got the big old drug buzz. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. They don't They don't thrive on the, um, okay, we solved this 30-year-old cold case because people forget that really fast. They're like, right. oh, that's but really you know cool. What? I will watch the movie, but they don't, they don't focus on that. But Their focus a, is catching the guy that's still in action. But the mm-hmm. sad thing is, is how many people, especially when things like this this story this person this monster 
like become more famous, infamous, I guess. If they did actually like find, you know, so many victims, Mm -hmm. like what kind of heartfelt story that would bring and how much, you know, how much oh, I, I agree woo, with you. I mean, yeah. I, I think I mean, it could run that, the same way. Cause I'm seeing it as, you know, invest that money, invest that time to do these small things that you can afford to do. You know, if you can afford to send, you know, $50 billion somewhere else that doesn't care. Yeah. You Ooh. can't put, you know, you can't put $20 million into getting something to go check some water for some family. I got a plan. I got an idea. <laughs> Uh-oh. So. That's what that burning smell was. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what you do, what the government should do is like all these retired agents that aren't, you know, that know of the, the history, the stories mm-hmm. and everything. They still kind of want to work, but they don't want to be like full timers. They kind of want to do like this little free time Andrew, work. They're checking you out at Home Depot. True. What? Those guys are, you know, okay. ringing you up and checking you out at Home Depot. I, okay. <laughs> and and checking okay. your receipt at Walmart after yeah. you check okay. yourself out. But right. what I'm saying is they still want to be, you know, they love that kind of work. They have some free time. Give them a little bit of a kickback. Not they don't need much. They they've yeah. got their nice you know pension retirement yeah and everything. Give them a little kickback. Say hey on your spare time, why don't you start you know kind of work on this? See what you can do. See if you can do one of these little wall plan things and map things out and see. I mean, mm-hmm. utilize the brain power that we have had and just happen to be retired and they they don't want to be retired. Yeah. Well, so most most government agencies that that investigate murder and crime have a cold case team. Um, mm-hmm. Even your local, you know, oh, yeah. Clinic, oh, yeah. everybody's yeah. got a cold case team. But the sad reality is that less than one percent of cold cases are ever solved. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. Because they're cold for a reason. And the really sad reality is that less than 50 percent of murderers are ever prosecuted. Mm hmm. Okay. And, and and that kind of takes me back to dear old Israel here. Yeah. All right. We he took the easy we, way out. We've got 11 he minutes. He took the easy, easy way out. He was a coward, took the coward's way, yep. killed himself. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, he totally did. He was not. Because he didn't, he didn't want to sit in that cell anymore, so he, he killed himself. The fact he, told, that, he told them, if you don't do it, I will do I'll it. do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't need, he actually told them, I, I don't do need not you. need you to do this to me. I don't need you. Yeah. Um, you know, and then what's he do? Done it. Does exactly I mean, what he said. The reality is that despite the fact that the, the pastor can't really judge that, I hope he's burning in hell. Yeah. I hope he's, yeah. he's On that note, for. maybe it's not necessarily that the pastor is judging him. Maybe it's just to give the family, the families a little bit of like. Well, it was only his family that showed up there. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah. I guarantee you that they're thinking the same thing. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like we're on the same wavelength here. So yeah. I'm just going to say what you want to yeah. say. And yeah. you don't have to As say a it. mom, can you imagine if one of your kids did something like that? Not at all. I, the law would not have a chance to get with them because yeah. I would take them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I it's mean, I, I love my kids, but it's don't on. you ever 
Every, Don't every, murder every, people. Yeah, unless it's justifiable <laughs> homicide, and then we'll talk. <laughs> no killings for you. <laughs> like I said, unless it's justifiable <laughs> homicide, and then we'll talk. Yeah, or self-defense. Self yeah. Self-defense, yeah. But then you damn it better convince me it was self-defense. Right. You better lay off that murdering. <laughs> I'm going to ground your ass. <laughs> you are in so much trouble. You killed Freddy. Give me your phone. <laughs> You're on timeout for yeah. all electronics while I figure out what to do with you. Go lay on your bed. Yeah. Stare at the ceiling and think yeah. about what you've Don't done. Don't you turn the TV on. <laughs> I'm taking the cord. <laughs> I saw uh, a better one. Instead of just taking the cord, get a tiny little lock. Oh yeah, there. put yeah. through there. Yeah, or just cut some bitch. True, that works too. Yeah. But yep. then you gotta pay to replace it. No, nope. no, I don't. Screw it. You're done. Yeah, you're done. And I mean, seriously, all you gotta do is splice it, tape it up, go. True. Yeah, too much yeah. work. Just leave them without. Yeah. Yeah. Or fix it and use the TV for yourself. And, True. And that the works garage. Too. Yeah. True. <laughs> all right, guys. That's it. That's Thanks what we've got this week. For um, listening. Be careful out there. Yeah. For fuck's sakes, yeah. be careful out there. I mean, like, I'm just real quick. We've basically given you a rundown of what to look for. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. 20 to 25 to 50 active serial killers in, in this country yeah. at any given time. And just real be quick, uh, one of the guys that in one of the documentaries that we saw, uh, I think it was on the 48-hour special. Mm -hmm. uh, Israel Keys, uh, he was traced here in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. uh, I think New Jersey, mm -hmm. where Hockey Man's at. Yep. Uh, Obviously, mean, Texas, Alabama. Texas, Alabama. Arizona, uh, Vermont. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm eating chocolate. <laughs> but it's chocolate chocolate. It's not dark chocolate. I like all chocolate. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... This dude got around. Yeah, he did. He had so many opportunities to kill. Um, I think he's. It's in the hundreds. See, I, I think I, I think it's high. I think it. I think it. He totally has every every chance of it being in the hundreds. I think in all actuality, it would probably be closer to forty. Um. I don't know. He seemed pretty I, crazy. Yeah, he was crazy, but he was confident and very crazy. So, so very smart, and crazy. But freaking genius. He he just yeah, he got away with it and was good at getting away with Andrea's it. Andrea's angrily shoving chocolate yes, in her she mouth. Is. I am. She looks like she's storing chocolate for the winter. I am. <laughs> All um, right. Real quick. Yeah. If you're in the area, mm. Screenville. Screenville this weekend. Yep, we will Actually, be there. Month. We will be there next Friday night. Yep. So no podcast next Friday night. Come um, see us. Uh we will be what time's the game next Saturday? Next Saturday's game is 3.30. Mm -hmm. So we could possibly do Saturday night. I will be out of town just so you yeah. okay. just We could possibly It'll see if we can get Just the two of yeah. us. It depends on if we get time to, to get some stuff together because we got to be at, at Screenville next Friday. Yep. But thank you guys for listening. And we hope that you're enjoying the Dark Cast. Um, if you guys have ideas for a show or you have something dark, that you want to talk about. Hey, Hit Holly. You just joined at the last minute. You Wait, can. But we'll be, uh, we'll be posting it soon. Yeah. If you have an idea for a show or you would like to be on and talk about some dark happy. shit that 
you have experienced, hit us up. Shoot us. You can email us at the darkcast podcast at gmail.com. Good deal, Holly. You can always listen to our. Uh, oh, do, uh, you? do you? Nice. You can always listen to our previous podcast as well. Yeah. And if you guys are fiending for some old paratalk shit, YouTube. YouTube. It's all still there. It's off the podcast sites, but you can find all of that shit on YouTube. So just look up our YouTube channel with East TN Ghost Seekers, and all those shows are there. So yes. you don't have to be missing us too bad. True. What? Chub. I said true. Oh. Well, thank you for the gift, Holly. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Guys, for the dark cast, I'm Steven. I'm Andrea. And I'm Amy. And don't forget the hockey man. (laughs) He's the hockey man. (laughs) Good night. All right, guys. Love y'all. Thank you for listening. And as always, keep going dark, my friends. The V, the V, and that's all, folks. The Darkcast is a weekly podcast devoted to all things dark. This podcast is not intended for younger listeners, so discretion is advised. If you have a topic you'd like to discuss or would like to be a guest on the show, please email us at thedarkcastpodcast at gmail.com. Please like, share, and comment on the episodes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you join us next week for more talk on the Darkcast. Cast.